If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Hey, yeah, well, baby. welcome home, family. It's your, your mom and dad. dad. Your mom and dad. Hello. Hello. Uh, guess what, everyone? The onions worked. The onions worked. The onions worked. If you tuned in to our Friday episode last week, you know that I was sick with a cold and yeah. Evan made me go through numerous cold remedies mm-hmm. that Tune mostly in. involve... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Included? <laughs> Included and involved onions. His heavy on the onions, that's for sure. The studio reeked of onions, the house reeked of onions, yeah. I reeked of onions. Um, but it worked and I am fully healed. Really? No. Okay. Well, we tried. <laughs> and now I got it. So that's exciting. I never get sick. I get sick like once every so. like three years. <laughs> once every three, four years, and now I got sick, which is very dope. But I also believe in the power of... um, God, here we go. No, this is my belief. (laughs) I just tell myself it's allergies. Okay. So I'm like, you know how people manifest? Uh Uh-huh. I manifest that the sickness isn't real. Okay. And I do believe it helps. Okay. So like right now, I'm not sick. I just have allergies. Okay. Yeah. It's just the pollen all up in the You're sick. I'm not. A hundred percent. That's just... And I have more bass in my voice. We were noting this earlier. I have a very low... I have a lot of low vibes in my voice, which is very strong. You You got heavy on the bass right now when you have have allergies. When I have allergies? heavy on the bass. When it's allergy season, I have a low, deep voice. So control so, yourself. So he has allergies. I am still um, somewhat under the weather. I actually am feeling quite a yeah. bit better than I was You're feeling welcome. when. You're welcome. When we. Initially That's weird. Actually, I, you have not said thank you, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> what for the onion shower? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I did what was necessary, not what was easy. Hero. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Someone's got to say you. it. If it's not you. I might as well just say it Thank by myself. Thank you so much for the onions. I really do mm-hmm. appreciate it. I really do. You're welcome. I, I, I did feel really bad right after recording Friday. And then I, I do feel like I bounced back pretty quickly. And now I'm just like, eh. Mm. But I'm not terrible. Ah. I feel like I got over it. Maybe faster than I normally would. Okay, so you're welcome. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. But here we are. Here we are again. You know, mom and dad. Now mom and dad are under the weather. So that's what you're going to get today, family. And Lee is not with us again because we want to protect him and not pass on this cold. Although I wouldn't mind if we had more like camaraderie in that way. You know, it's like we're all down. You know what I mean? If we all get sick together, we're in this together. Well, he texted me. He said, I wish I was sick, too. And I was like, no, man, don't be. You know what I mean? So (laughs) he's such a team player that he said, I wish I was sick with you guys. Please let me come and get sick. And I said, no. He's like, please. 
But yeah, if you haven't watched that last episode, tune in. Watch that last episode if you want home remedies. We did some amazing remedies in studio. Um, we also did Reddit <clears throat> stories, Reddit which stories. were really fun. So tune into that one. That was a fun I had a grand time, minus the not feeling good. By the way, I just want to let the family know and let you know since you put me through the onion ringer yeah i'm not gonna do it on camera uh-huh. and i'm not gonna make the family re-watch this but i want you to know that i will be performing onion remedies on you i will be creating like a oh. human stew like just picture you put me in a pot yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get a mat i'm gonna fill up our bath with like broth and chop up a million onions and, <laughs> beef and, and <laughs> just beef and steaming hot veggies whatever is necessary ginger all of that and i'm gonna put you in that stew and i'm oh. gonna cook your ass <laughs> Cook my ass. I'm gonna cook your ass. I'm gonna use a giant ladle, and we're gonna broth you. You're gonna broil you. I'm gonna drink it in solidarity. Oh God! (laughs) We're gonna onion human stew you. Mm. So that's what's gonna be happening after we record this episode. Sounds kind of hot. Yeah. Like it's like food food play, play. like porridge play, (laughs) stew play, stew play. God, what's wrong with us? For all of your fantasies and wildest imaginations, just think about how sexy stew play is. Your partner, your significant other. Whoops, is that a carrot or is that just you just happy to see me? (laughs) Unbelievable. What? I mean it is what it is. (laughs) Well (laughs) Whoops, is that a carrot or are you just happy to see me? Well, we are going to postpone our human stew for a moment to come to the family um, to discuss the Men Tell All episode, which it was... Okay, I don't know what is going on this season. I don't know what magic is cooking in that stew in that kitchen, because normally the Men Tell All episode, the Women Tell All episode, I always think i'm like i always feel like i'm gonna look forward to them and i get excited to see them and then i always end up hate watching them yes they always end up being like my least favorite episodes they're usually not that good it's kind of like you know i almost feel like it's like a corporate sponsorship sponsorship episode yeah there's all these like bits and stuff and then generally but like this one wasn't really good it was so good and yeah it's typically yeah it's very corporate you know virgin mobile sponsoring whatnot it's like two hours and then maybe 15 minutes of actual stuff going on yeah we get like a long kardashian commercial in it or something like that or it's just absolute hectic drama and you can't even understand what anyone's saying Mm -hmm. and it's just chaos this episode i loved watching it we got it all we got tea in it we got drama we got the reuniting. We got power moments from the lead. We got the legacy moments from the other Bachelorettes. We got Jerry Gary Turner. Jerry Gary Turner. We got a clip from Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. I mean, we really got everything and we had no sponsored moments and no long commercials in yeah. it that were, you know, previewing whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it was just it was it's a straight fantastic. content. It's fantastic. It was straight content. I really enjoyed it. I actually felt like there was some some drama we didn't see coming, which I'm excited to talk about. Okay, yeah, there was a there was one <laughs> nugget of drama that was like insane. Was anyone Just talking out of about nowhere. this? <laughs> Did anyone that know was like the that? first time you get like completely shocked. I normally feel like I have my finger to the pulse to a certain extent, yeah. and I didn't know about this no at clue. all. 
no so that clue. that threw me for That's a good. loop. I was excited to talk about that. Um, but two things before we dive into the actual mental all recap. Okay. Number one, I just saw on Bachelor Rabbit Hole. Shout out, Rhea. We love you. Um, that apparently on the finale episode next week of Charity Season, mm-hmm. we are going to find out who our bachelor is. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, my God. You th- oh. Any guesses? Okay, well, I... Like what season? Like who? I would imagine that we have two strong front runners right now. We have Joey and Dotton. Oh, like it's one of them. Whoever I would falls imagine out. whoever falls out, it's going to be heartbreaking. And as we're seeing in the previews, Charity is like devoted about who she's going to choose and who she has to let go. So I would imagine that's very much like Bachelor lineup. But what I was thinking was probably going to happen is that we were going to see Bachelor in Paradise and maybe get someone from Bachelor in Paradise. I would Zach again. <laughs> You think Katie's going to be okay with that? Maybe. Maybe she's like, I'm back. I've decided I didn't squeeze this orange for everything it's worth. I've told Katie that she needs to deal with it. But daddy needs to monetize. (laughs) I'm launching a new real estate portfolio that I need investment in. I'm back. He's back. He's he's like, you seem workshopping. Zach is back is the tagline. You know what? Not bad. I don't hate it. Not bad. Okay, sorry. Continue on. <laughs> I would hate it, but I don't hate it. Yeah, it'd be insane. Round two. Fornication <laughs> week. No, I feel like I need it. I know. I'm sorry. God, I'm what a so tease. sorry. Yeah, that was a big tease. Um, but I really thought that it was potentially going to be someone that we got to know better in Bachelor in Paradise. So uh-huh. the fact that they're going to be announcing it during the finale... <sighs> Makes yeah. me think that it's going to be either Joey or Dotton. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who, do you, who do you think would be better? I mean, here's the bottom line. I think both of them would be good bachelors. Mm-hmm. I, again, whoever Charity chooses, I will celebrate because she is my queen. Yes. But in my deepest heart, I need it to be Dotton. <laughs> yes. But I also think Dotton would be the better bachelor. Personally, yes. I think Dotton... I just could see him handling the situation. So, well, I think Joey would be great, though, too. I think Joey would would do really well. I I think Dotton would be one of those guys where, like, he's everyone's type. Yes. Like, he's 6'17 and, like... (laughs) Gorgeous. gorgeous and super like strong and like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I think it would be more like, it'd be easier to, like cast probably where I mean, joey Joey's is gorgeous no no, no, no. Too. joey's obviously a 10 i'm more saying like i don't know i could just see it being i don't know <clears throat> i'd love if they did do joey you know i really want like some really outspoken women who are like we need some more big wild, electric big energy to kind of like have him be like well, i don't know what to do right now everyone's <laughs> fighting over me you know what i mean i think i'd want to see that struggle all tennis players I, everyone's a tennis uh, player yes. <laughs> and i see him having more maybe of I don't want to say a hard time 
but I think it would be more emotionally taxing on him than Dotton. And I think that would make yes. for good TV. I think Dotton would be good, but I do think he'd handle it too well. Okay. No, you know what? You know what I'm I, saying? I, like, we well, need a little fragility in there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I could tell that Joey's a sensitive guy. Yeah. And so I need some, like, hectic vibes happening. I need him to feel... You know, the pressure pain of the struggle <laughs> of it. Well, that, well, let's be real, right? Like the the drama of it comes from like I don't know how to handle this. Sure. I'm freaking out. Dotton just feels like he would just kind of handle it no, too you're well, right. and we'd, he'd just I make a like decision and be like, fantastic. And then he'd get married, and we all be like, okay, but Dotton would kind of wish that through it. And I, through. I do think Dotton would. You would know right away who Dotton's choice would exactly. be. Exactly. Um, and I I agree with you with Joey. I I, I see that. Now that you're saying that, I see that. I think that he, if we've got some big personalities too, that it might be chaos and stress Mm -hmm. and that he might be like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Everyone's fighting over me. Now, the other individual who I would love to see, whose name I've heard float around for a while, Uh um, who we thought was going to be The Bachelor and then it ended up not being, Uh was Rodney. Oh, interesting. Everyone, <coughs> you know everyone what? loves Rodney. The beach, if you can recall, wept. Wept like they have never <clears throat> yeah. wept before over Rodney. The I people th- love him. I like that, too, because he's very passionate. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's very emotive, too, when it mm-hmm. comes to like how he feels about people. I think we'd get some good episodes out of him. And I have to say this. I did meet Rodney. Was it? I don't remember what weekend it was. Maybe it was Stagecoach. Maybe it was Coachella something. But I met Rodney Mm. briefly. And let me tell you, Rodney does not. He does not disappoint. That man is exactly what you see on screen. Biggest smile, warmest, most welcoming, kind person ever. I do not think he knew who I was and did not, you know, it wasn't like, oh, hey, I've seen. I I don't think he had any recognition. And it was just like, oh, my God, so nice to Mm -hmm. meet you. Life is amazing. And you're like, this guy is everything. So I think he would just hit the ground running. I think you'd have the same problem that charity has which is like not a problem but i would imagine he's someone that a lot of people think he's really into them when he's not okay. because he's such a nice guy and he, he you know what i mean he's kind of he's not someone who is obvious to read when it comes to if he's having a good time or not because he's always having a good time right like I could everyone see him, has chemistry with it, both of that's them that's more what i'm trying to say that was a yeah. long version of me trying to say everyone will feel like they're really strong when like he has no interest. And so I think charity kind of had that vibe too. I felt like a lot of the guys were like, Oh my gosh, my connection with her is so strong. And um, And she's like, yeah, I like you, but, (laughs) but she's just so, you know what I mean? Likeable and like charming that everyone thinks like, Oh, we have this special thing. So I can see that. But anyway, so those are my guesses. I'm assuming it's Joey Dotton or maybe Rodney, but who knows? That'd be cool. Who knows? Yeah. Um, maybe Zach 2.0. Zach is back. Zach Attack is back in the building. Zach Attack is back. Zach Attack is back, baby. Um, so stay tuned for that next week. Yeah. Now I'm like double excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to know who they're going to choose. Um, 
Also, I did want to mention about Dotton mm-hmm. because last week we were talking about how on the episode he brought up that he didn't know that there was going to be an engagement. All of us are wondering how in the world did he not know about that there wasn't an engagement and here we are and it adds to the charm and the lore yeah. of the incredible man who Dotton is. Like I said, I believe that he is an angel sent from the universe, from the heavens, from the gods to charity. Um, that is my that is my belief. Right, right. Um, but... Numerous of the fam sent me DMs letting me know that Dotton went on Bachelor Happy Hour and explained what went down. And this is pretty wild. Mm. So apparently, last minute, like two weeks before the show started, it was a friend or someone that he knew had to drop out and was asked, do you have an idea of anyone else who could fill this spot and suggested Dotton? And Dotton was like, okay, sure. I'll try it and was fast tracked in two weeks, went direct on the show and didn't really know what he was getting into at all. I love that he just said yes and he never even watched an episode probably. He's just like, sure, that sounds fun. I actually have two weeks of vac- I have some vacation coming up. Let's just do it. <laughs> just didn't Google or no. anything. Was just like, you know what? He's like, I thought this was like, I thought you said Survivor. He's like, oh, Oh, interesting. It's like, you know what? Life is beautiful and life is about taking chances. And I don't want to give myself any preconceived notions. So I'm just going to dive into this thing and and see how it goes. So he was just super last minute throw in. So here's the bottom line. When it comes to reality TV shows, the casting process takes a long time normally. Mm. I have attempted to get on reality TV before. It is lengthy. Um, In fact, there was a show that I actually got the thumbs up for um at one point i don't think i've ever shared this but i did <laughs> end up yeah. getting pretty much all the way through like we were good for squid game the challenge that is coming out um i did not go on the show and i'm glad now after hearing stories of the the filming and what yeah. happened there but i was right there and then there was some final last minute doctor's checks and everything and i know we haven't gotten into this with the family we will maybe at some point but i have some health stuff and been working through that and so couldn't do that glad i didn't because protecting my health and all of that but i was there okay and it takes a long time yeah the interview process it's like months many interviews of going back and forth sending in info photos Then you got to do the doctor's visits, the evaluations, all of that. Like it takes a long time. Yes, it does. In that interim, you're, that's kind of when you're doing your research. If you haven't watched the show before, you're starting to watch the episodes. You're like, I might be on this show. So to think about the fact that in two weeks he did that flip, that makes way more sense to me where you're like, oh, okay. I can see myself being like the amount of work that you have to put in for two weeks to get yourself on the show. That man was just probably 24 seven interview, 24 seven sending in photos, doing photo shoots, you know, getting everything prepped. But I am obsessed with the fact that that's how he got on because if they end up together, please God, if they end up together, that is called destiny. That is destiny. There was someone else who was set up, had to back out last minute, called Dotton, Dotton last minute was like, sure. It's a romance story. That is chills moment of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is, is super chills. fate and destiny. What if he just got to the end and then he's like, and then they get engaged and he's like, cool, that was fun. And she goes, what do you mean? She's like, he's like, oh, I thought it was a fake show. I thought we were acting. <laughs> and she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it was really nice meeting you. And he just thought it was like, 
literally like a show show like not like a reality show like but like scripted. we thought it was scripted he thought it was just all like ad-lib. it's improv it was yeah, improv yeah, yeah. and he's improv, like yeah he's baby. like oh it was great meeting you and she, what he's like oh i was like, in groundling second city before this working on my improv and he's and, like i just stand up every night okay. they're like what <laughs> Anyway, that makes more sense now. Yeah, because I mean, the fact that he found out there's an engagement while on the show is still one of the most epic. Just it's a like, ten. It's just a and ten. He's just willing to go with it. He's like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get cut out. Maybe I'll find the love of my life. I'm just open for anything. And he was down for the engagement portion because he's a little charity. It's amazing. It's kind of a lesson in life. This show, this season makes me believe in love again. Whoa, beautiful song, <laughs> babe. You. When did you write that? I've been working on it. Wow, makes me believe in love again. Oh, it really does. Okay. Well, should we get into this Let's damn episode? Let's get into the men tell all. Um, okay, so first of all, we start off with Jesse Palmer. And I just want to say this. They always intro Jesse Palmer on this show when he walks in, when he occasionally does on these episodes with his age included yeah i can't get over this jesse palmer host comma 44 like what are, what are we doing no that makes sense though why because he knows he looks great for how old he is <laughs> and so it's a part of his contract to put his age there like i want to remind people well maybe he's selling like a supplement thing and he's like you could look like me if you just buy my supplements palmer supplements you know what i mean paul in like a pre-workout palmer pump and his whole thing is like he sells a line of supplements and he's like, you too could look like me if you follow my re- regimen. Do you think Zach and Jesse are in on this together? Of course. Zach sells them houses and okay, investment. No, he's, he's real estate. And Palmer <laughs> and Palmer does the health and wellness side. Got it. Got it. So got he, it he has got a it, workout program on, online called Palmer Pushups. Mm-hmm. It's a technique he's developed. Got it. And okay. he does supplements in order to look young. Okay. Because his whole thing... Palmer powder? Palmer powder. <laughs> Palmer powder pump up. Pal- Palmer powder... Palmer... Palmer powder pump up. Pick the pack. <laughs> Pick the pack of pickles. <laughs> but he's 44. <clears throat> I would say he looks 44, but he looks incredible for 44. Whoa. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Like, he doesn't look young. Like, you don't look at him and go, oh, he's 25. He's just, as, I mean, he's a gorgeous man. But he looks incredible for being 44. Yeah, I think he just like is a handsome guy and looks incredible in Jen, you know. You know what? Maybe that's the part of the selling point. He just goes, you'll look hot like me if you take these supplements. 100%. Oh. I do like that that's in his contract, though. It's in his contract to remind people how old he is so that people are go, wow. Wow. JP yeah. really out here doing it. Exactly. Because I every single time that it thing pops weird, up, though. I'm like, what is this? What type, what show is this? I understand putting the age again when you're on, when you're a contestant on Survivor or something and they include the ages and whatever, you're like Love Island, I guess you're new to the villa, so they include your age so people know. I don't know, but the host, yeah, to include the host's age is so weird. Maybe they have like a strange choice. And they just like put everyone's name in the template and they forgot to edit that out. They're like, oh yeah, whatever, it's fine, 44, no big deal. Um, well, he that can't. is really weird. <laughs> just imagine like watching television and just like you watch Friends, and at the end of the credits, it just tells you everyone's age. It's like, like at the what? beginning of this podcast. Yeah, seriously, it's like at the beginning of this podcast. If every time it had our names underneath at the intro and had our ages, all right, why? Go. Ready, go. Is it there it, in the YouTube? It's there. I don't we'll know. see Did if Lee it was added. I'm 34. 27. 27. 
<laughs> but that just made me giggle. But yeah. he came out swinging this episode. JP, he's been busy. He's been Bigfoot hunting. He has not been around much this season. But these are his episodes to shine. We got the men tell all and we have the finale next week. Yes. And I have to tell you, I felt like he... He, I feel like he crushes these episodes. Yeah. He came in. He literally let us know that he was thirsty for the tea. And at one point, he let us know that his cup runneth over. Kind of. He was gobbling up that very tea. Very innuendo-y, too. It's like, and I'll tell you what. Daddy loves tea and daddy drinky. And you're like, okay, it's a little like my cup runneth over for daddy. You know, it was a little that way. But, um... He was thirsty for the tea. He was like, I am thirsty for that little tea. He was thirsty for the tea. He was thirsty for tea. He was ready for it. And something to think about is at this point, and we see it again later in the episode, Bachelor in Paradise has already been filmed. So he has a different relationship with some of these gentlemen because he's hosted in Bachelor in Paradise and has gotten to know some of the guys who are going to be on this season better. So I bet he's sitting there being like, I know some more behind the scenes tea, yum, yum, because I've been on the beach with them. And I know that some of them are now friends or now hate each other. And let's see how they interact live on stage. If they're going to lean into still not liking each other, even though they're friends, if there's going to be tension now because they don't like each other, give me that tea slurp, slurp, yum, 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 Palmer, daddy, push up, pump up is thirsty <laughs> wow okay i love that um yeah that makes sense that he kind of knows some of these guys more likes them more hates them more whatever and so his interaction is a little different than how it was when we were watching the show and he's like feels like that like he feels he, he felt very winky this episode like he knows so many secrets that we don't know yeah he definitely seemed like closer to brayden I feel like JP and Brayden became best buds. I get that vibe. I, I think, that vibe. and I also think that the show is definitely going to have an. It definitely seemed like this episode, like the show is going to have a big arc with Brayden yes. going from you know quote unquote villain of this season. I think he's going to be a sweetheart for sure in Paradise because they gave him a lot of airtime. JP was giving him a lot of love um, in the moment when Brayden gave JP the clip on earrings. Yes, there's which, lots of feature time. Which, by the way, was a 10 moment. When JP put on the clip on earrings and the camera work zoomed up on him, it was gorgeous. It was. It was everything I needed. I want that as my phone background. Yeah, (laughs) him with earrings. I was obsessed with the fact that JP kept them on. I wish he would have kept them on the entire episode. They looked gorgeous amazing on him they were dangly too so like every time he'd move his head they'd kind of like whoosh whoosh i felt like it added such a great judge to the episode and i i thought they looked fab on earring him. bros yeah yeah i you know what they're definitely going to become earring bros i'm surprised that jp because again clearly has formed a friendship with brayden mm-hmm. in paradise i'm surprised that he hasn't started wearing earrings on his own because I just can, one, I can, just I can, one little one. It'd be hilarious if, like, in the middle of paradise, you just see him cruise up and you don't really notice, but you just see a little shine because he got a little diamond in the air, and he's just kind of like no big deal. Like I'm just kind of. He's like, oh, Braden, did you did you notice? He's, he's like, Braden, I didn't know you had earrings. He's one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit, I didn't even notice you had earrings. Those are cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I got I got mine. No big deal. Kind of a one earring guy right now, just kind of hanging out with it, but it's no big deal. Oh, yours are cool. Yeah, I've never seen you. Where'd you get them pierced? Oh, very is that cool. new? Did you just get them done. Do you no, have like man, a, the whole last season. Oh, really? I never even, oh, to be honest, I never even noticed. What's your uh, regiment to keep them clean, keep them fresh? 
He's like, what? You just put them in. He's, he's like, like, I don't know. They've been pierced for a while. I don't have to clean them. Time. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, no, no, no. no. I mean, mine isn't infected at all. And you see it as pussing and bloody because he can't figure out how to keep it clean. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I've had this one in for like years now. And it's like red. His ear is completely swollen <laughs> shut. And it's pussing and like scabbing. And he's had he's had multiple sutures and stitches put in it to keep it. But, and these doctors keep saying, Take the earring out. It's so badly infected. And he's in his, and he's in his hotel room like, <gasps> and he's like pushing it in just so he can show he's Braden like, and act like he's uh, be best friends with Braden. And he's just like screaming and you hear him screaming and he's like putting it in and he's like, yeah, it's up, you know, I always got this. And then and everyone on the beach is like, holy shit, bro. It's pussing everywhere. He's like, no, he like lays with them. He like sits down on the couch. It's like, it gets all over the couch. Cause it's just draining. And everyone's like, God. Oh, so and he's like, what? I honestly, I've had this for years. It's crazy. A little, a little bothering me. I think it's just cause of the humidity. Like, <laughs> That's like, uh, what's that? What's the, what's the show? We've done Tobias with the hair, hair plug and it's killing him, but it's like, he has to choose between like him dying to keep the hair in or his life. Like that's what becomes with, with Jesse is that he has to choose between like literally the fading away earring. or keeping the earring in and it's like an impressing brain and impressing brain and trying to be a part of the crew. And he chooses earring. Yeah, he just like drives down to San Diego all the time and then like texts him like, that's crazy. I'm just down here in San Diego. But what he really is is just in his car outside of Braden's house, like texting him being like, dude, I was crazy. I'm just down here with like 20 friends. We're having such a good time. And he's just like, we're a club. We're called like the earring bros. Yeah, dude. We you get together cruise. to like show off our earrings. He's just in a hotel room. And he's just like waiting for him to respond and then like walk outside and act like he's got. He's like, hey, Braden, bro, have, you, you know, like a car show. Like, yeah, my, my bros and I, we have like the earring show. Like we come down to San Diego and we like show off our earrings. Like, you know, dude, I've had this earring on. I've had this earring for forever. He's like, you have earrings, right? Yeah, you have again. earrings, right? <laughs> what? Like, you know, I remember like, you saying you had earrings. Is that true? And it's like, dude, you have commented on the show about my like, earrings. You know that I became like a legend on this show because of because the style, of the earrings. because goes, of the earrings and the fashion. Crazy. I could see that, but I kind of forgot. Anyway, he's on one of those. Uh, he goes down to San Diego and he's, you know, those beer, like are those drinking like carts that everyone like things on. Oh, you mean like everyone? Uh, they're, like, they're like bar hoppers. They're like yes. little bicycles with a bunch of people on them, and you drink and then you pedal. Yes. And he's on there by himself, just like <laughs> pedaling. And the guy's like, he rented out the whole thing just for himself. He's like, oh, I'm going to pick up my bros in a little bit. And then Braden can't come, so he ends up just doing the whole beer thing by himself, the whole town, just him and the guy who's pedaling it. <laughs> well, that went deep. <laughs> So point is, yeah, it definitely point? seemed about? like JP and Brayden have formed some sort of friendship yes, bond, like even that. at the very end of the episode, right away, Brayden, Jesse. And Aaron just wants to be there. Like Aaron's clearly like outside being like, are you guys hanging out? Like, yeah, well, Aaron S and Brayden have become very close buddies. They're the new Aaron and James. Oh my God. And they're both San Diego. Yes. Oh my God. Aaron and James, uh, Braden and Aaron are the new Aaron and James. Now, question for you Aaron Clancy, besties with Aaron B. It's. Do you think Aaron Clancy hates Braden and Aaron S? Because no. they're. No. It's two Batmans and two Robins. So it's just like the pointing, like the Spider Man pointing? No, it's two Bat. Oh, no, it's two Batmans, two Robins. So the Batman. Aaron and Braden can like talk about. Oh, you think they're going to get what close. it's like to be, and then the two Robins 
can talk about what it's like to be to support Batman. Okay, now question for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really is like that. It's true. The question for you, though. Aaron Clancy. Yeah. W- what about his relationship with Aaron B? Do you think Aaron B and Brayden are now friends? So now Aaron Clancy. Do you think that Aaron B and Brayden end up resolving like truly their beef? Wait, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Aaron S. You're not following along yeah, there's too, there's too many with Aaron's. the storyline. Okay. Aaron Clancy, obviously King of Paradise. We know Aaron Clancy. And Aaron Clancy, Burrito Bro with James. But of course, okay. Batman Robin. Aaron S is now Brayden's new bestie. Aaron S, aka yes. Adam Levine on AKA Hollywood Bully Boulevard. Off firefighter. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Now, Aaron B. AKA comes back to Fiji. Yes. Yes. Okay. Aaron B okay. and Aaron Clancy yes. are best buddies. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. But Braden yeah. and Aaron B have their beef. Now on Instagram, it looks like maybe they've teased that they're okay now. I don't know. Now, as though. Aaron Clancy and Braden, do we know if they're friends? That's what I'm saying. This is my question for you. Do you think that Aaron Clancy can be like Batman, Batman with Brayden? Yes, 100%. 100%. Even though he's besties with Aaron B? After the show, they all, they all just San Diego it up. That's true. You know what I mean? Once they you have a couple brewskis at like a cowboy bar in San Diego, <laughs> you just figure it all out you, and, you make, and you make good. Now, what's going to happen is that Aaron B is going to feel left out because he's not a part of a Batman and Robin kind of vibe oh so God. aaron c and brayden are going to connect over what it feels like to be batman okay and aaron aaron s and james are going to connect because of the robin kind of similar looking aaron s and yes aaron, or and james. yes yes the very jaw yes. wow yes interesting yes Okay. So they both, there's like a similar vibe between both of them. So, oh my God, is Aaron B just fifth wheeling it? Aaron B is not getting as many calls as he used to. Oh, Aaron, this is hard. So I, I, I feel for Aaron B now. He had the whole Xavier situation where he got kicked her off early, and then the whole Xavier thing went down, Aaron and now he's C fifth wheeling it. And Braden are going to like put out an Instagram post that just says Batman. Goddamn. So, that's going to really hurt. It's going to hurt him. But I do feel like they'll connect. <laughs> Over this. Yeah, I think you're probably Aaron C. Right. can give Braden like some advice on what it's like to be the first Batman. That's going to be a powerful San Diego crew. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All the, the Bradens, the, the Clancy's. That's a deep hang. Wow. Yeah, that's broed out city hang. You know. I, I have been strong. noticing lately that Aaron Aaron Clancy has been rocking the earrings. I, I know he's been doing it for a while, but I, I feel like maybe, I've, mm-hmm. maybe they've gotten a little bigger. Uh-huh. He's hanging out with Braden. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, the mystery is unfolding. The have united. Wow. I'm anyway. going to need a whole chart for this. Yes. To break this down. Yes. Anywho. <laughs> going back to the mental <laughs> these, these are the important these parts are the of the mental all, really. Um, but Jesse Palmer, yeah. he was loving it. He was living for the tea. Quick moment. There is an audience member that is holding a DLP poster, a.k.a. a Dark Lord Palmer poster, a.k.a. the lingo of our friends, family, Game of Roses. Yes, they infiltrated. That is big news. The camera definitely didn't know what that sign meant. I don't think I agree with you. No, I think they thought it was like flames. Like, oh, he's so hot. Not knowing he's like a demon from the underworld, <laughs> according to their language. No, listen. Case <laughs> Case calls him the empathetic king. She adores him. I know, but DL Dark Lord. <laughs> I mean, there's no question that like they had no clue that that sign was saying. They had to know what it meant. 
because there's no way that this show is going to put up something with random DLP. Daddy like Palmer. No, they had to know. I I believe there's someone in there. The camera person like is a fan of them. Change is coming. Okay. The tides are changing. I feel like we've seen such a fantastic season. I feel like the producing has been so much better. This mental always amazing. I feel like there's someone in there that's in the pit. Okay. So I love that. I just have to say congratulations yeah, to Bachelor Clues, Pace Case, Dark Seeker, everyone in the pit. Like it has been infiltrated <laughs> to the individual who had the poster. I bet Jesse Palmer was loving it. And now I have a fantasy too that Jesse Palmer is like a huge Game of Roses fan, mm. like an absolute stan. And I just can't wait to see you all hang out together. I love that. That's have them it. on the show. But congratulations yes. to the pit. Big time. The times are changing. Um, okay, so this Mentel all starts, and I do have to say, we the, the fashion was fashioning this episode with these men. We had James, he had some sort of ascot situation going yeah. on. Caleb had the white pinstripe like cowboy suit. I liked it because it looked like a suit from uh like Party City. It was like a pink tie with a cowboy hat and like a pinstripe suit from like a movie. Like it was so over the top. It was like, you know, he's a wrestler. It's like very wrestler-esque. Like it, it was, was very over the top. Very over the top. And the, the top. suit itself wasn't like fitted like a, like a European style. It was like kind of big. You know, like it had like big suit, yeah. like like a John Cena, you know, had like a big old suit. Like that's what he does. I loved it. That's loved what it. he does. Um, Michael, too, even like his green. I feel like he had like yacht medallions on his jacket. And Aaron. <laughs> the captain of a yacht. <laughs> Aaron S. is full linen. Like we had a full linen situation yes. going on. And then Brayden, but of course, had black sparkle. Black Swarovski crystals or something. Head to toe. And like I told you before in the last episode, I can't lie to you. I was you I it. was loving Brayden's look. I, I really was. So the men, I, I appreciate this. I feel like normally we just get our standard, standard suits. suit situation. The men brought it this episode. Yeah. So bravo, gentlemen. Um, so basically, let's be real here. The mass majority of the men tell all was about Brayden. Mm-hmm. At least the first half of it when it came to any of the interaction with it was the like men. Brayden and Sean. That was kind of it the was two Brayden main and Sean. Thing. That was the big one. And we had, you know, at least 30 minutes dedicated to watching repeats of Brayden, having the men go back and forth about Brayden. Yes. And, you know, I have to say this. I think that it felt to me mm-hmm. very much like Brayden had filmed Paradise. There was kind of a different energy going on. Okay. I'm wondering who else is on Paradise because I could feel like a, a shift on the stage a little bit okay. with that there's other relationship dynamic going on. I just couldn't quite place it. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I felt like on screen during the season uh-huh. charity season the guys were so annoyed with brayden yeah. and it definitely felt like there was a shift that they seemed more annoyed with sean yes and didn't seem quite as annoyed with sean during charity season so i'm wondering yes. if sean is on the beach and i now, really hope so i hope so too because sean is just a piece of work man. sean has to me a um like to me the difference is brayden was doing things that was 
that were bothering people. Yeah. But he's kind of a generally semi like likable guy. Yeah. Like people are like he's fun. Yeah. And outside of this competitive space, we'd probably be all happy friends. Yeah. Kind of vibe. He's very he's competitive. <clears throat> he's competitive sure. and he's but he's charming and he's fun. Where Sean hits me as like once Braden left, he kind of took over the role of like I can be myself now. And he's, this is no offense, it's just far less likable. So I think that the stuff he was doing, like his general vibe was far more annoying to the guys than like Brayden, where Brayden is like, we'd all be friends outside of this, it just got a little competitive, where Sean's a little bit like, we kind of are just bothered by his existence. That's the end, that's the vibe I get. That's kind of what I'm getting to, and I feel like it has to do with the beach. I oh, feel interesting. Like it has to do like, with you the think beach. it got worse? Yes, that's that's what I was feeling very heavily this episode. Like there were undertones of relationships that have moved forward and they've gotten to know each other better. And now, again, like I said, where Brayden used to be the one who bothered everyone the most is now subtly's moved to Sean because I could even feel like when the men were coming at Brayden about, um, or you know confronting Brayden about what happened on the yeah. season. You could tell there was an energy of like, this is past. Yes. Like, I'm going to let you know how I felt, but it didn't get that heated. Whereas in when the, the Sean moments would happen, the men who seemed irritated seemed more irritated with Sean. That's how I, I felt. I but agree. we're trying to maybe subdue it a little bit because they're like, we can't break certain storylines that might be going on in Paris. Well, I forgot who said it, but it was like, you know, Braden was bothering people. Braden did far more damage to their ability to connect with charity than Sean even came close to. But no one said to Sean, no one said to Braden, I've never wanted to punch you in the face more than that moment. Right. Who's that? Tanner. So Tanner who said Tanner is. Very low key. Very low key. But you could tell that like, I mean, to say I never wanted to punch you in the face more than that moment. I've never wanted to punch someone in the face more than when Sean walked in. And even post the Barbie date. Having done far more damage, didn't get that treatment. So it clearly shows that like, it's who like your energy can also allow you to get away with stuff or not get away with stuff. Right. That's what I'm saying, though. Because even look at how the things are happening. How is Braden, who did all this damage to their ability to connect with charity, is now kind of coming out of this a little bit of like the likable character and it's getting all this good edit. Sean looked bad and he did like at the end of the day, he didn't do really anything bad on the show. He just was annoying. I mean, he had people. the Barbie thing where he came and he was singing and then stole it was her annoying, right away. It was annoying. But like maybe one wrong move yeah. versus 30. And yet Sean, everyone's annoyed with Sean more than Braid. It was interesting to watch. But this is what I'm saying. This is what I think is happening where we're seeing already the construction for the audience yeah. of the storyline of Paradise. Yeah. I don't know if Sean's on the beach or not. So I really I, hope he is. I really hope to. I would bet my bottom dollar he is. I feel like they would 100% ask him and I feel like there's no way Sean would say no to going on the beach. I felt like he was giving us Paradise Audition. So, but if he's not on the beach, ignore me and then this whole thing is off. But if he is on the beach, I feel like this whole thing was a storyline that was being set up for us where Brayden was getting his moments of like, you know what, it's okay, we move on. And Brayden's great in this way and look at him making out with Kat and like all these things that they're trying to do. And then they had all these moments with Sean that they showed us where, for example, when 
Sean was saying in ITMs, like, Braden, you better not come or show up to the men tell all. And then he right away said, best day of my life is when Braden left. And then we end up having a nugget that we didn't get on the show, which was Sean telling Braden that, hey, you know, you're out here um, taking all this time and you're not ready to get down on a knee and get married. And then Braden looks at him and he goes, excuse me, you're the one saying that you don't know if you're ready to bring her to your family. Yeah. Now, then Sean said, no, what I was saying is, I don't know if um, I'm going to be ready at the end of this thing. Or I don't know if I'll be... It was, a, it was a comparison between Sean was saying, I don't know if I'll be ready for this thing versus he was saying that Braden was saying, I don't know if charity's good enough. I understand right. that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it felt like we got this nugget, unless I misunderstood it, that we had Sean, who was on screen during charity season, being like, I can't wait to take her home. Yeah. She's the one for me. And then all of a sudden, Braden being like, you I said... You yeah. didn't know about taking her home to your family. You said you didn't know if you were ready. And we didn't see that as the audience. So they allowed that moment to be aired that it seems like Sean might have been spewing some things for the camera. Maybe a little bit going for the, the clout versus behind yeah. the scenes being like, I don't actually know if I'm ready yeah. versus Braden just braiding and just says fucking whatever comes out of <laughs> whatever he thinks and comes out of his mouth. So we had that moment with Sean where it was like, Ugh. we also had the Peter moment, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But then we also had the moment where Sean, when Charity comes out, yeah, gets like, up, up on stage and sits <clears throat> next to her and is being so cringe. And Jesse's like, get out of here. Yeah. There were moments that I felt like the show was constructing a, actually we love Brayden <clears throat> and actually Sean's, annoying yes. that's what i felt like was cap they were allowing to happen on mm, this that they mm. were setting the stage for paradise okay, a little bit okay. that's that. what i think i mean absolutely if they're not on paradise together that'd be a brutal because they need the showdown a thousand percent yeah um now there was also moments where adrian was talking with brayden and adrian i felt like was really i i really like adrian a lot yeah <clears throat> seems like a really nice guy he seems like a great guy i felt like on the show the edit maybe made him seem a little bit like everyone's having too much fun right. and da, da, da. he seemed like a low-key yeah, nice dude and he was just kind of like hey when i was talking about brayden i was just like seems like you're on the wrong show because we all know that the lead's probably going to be making out with everybody and it will be in front of us. And I felt like he was preaching truth. Yeah. I it was agree. like, this probably isn't the right show. And Brayden was still pretty hung up on, but like five minutes right in front of your face. <laughs> yeah. Know? That was really weird. It was very like, see my thing. Okay. Can I just do a quick breakdown of how I feel about Brayden and Sean? Yes. Because I feel like <clears throat> it helps me understand what's going on. Braden to me, what I'm starting to kind of realize is that he kind of followed, which I feel like is an, like a real way to go about it. And like he made it clear that I'm not here for the guys. So I'm not super concerned about messing up your time. Right. I'm here for me. Right. And I do feel like there is this kind of like fraternity brotherhood thing that goes on, which is like, you need to respect everyone's time. Yeah. And after having kind of seen this now shake out, I kind of go, yeah, I kind of agree with Braden in this where it's like, as much as it's annoying, as much as it might rub you the wrong way, 
I'm not going to let my possible relationship go down or go up because I'm, I'm, I, I want to make sure that you have your time. But the problem is, if that would have been what just what it was, that would have been fine. Oh, no, no. I'm, the I'm just issue talking about... is then, though, that I think where then the guy started to be like, excuse me, Charity, is that he was like, I don't care about the fraternity, but I'm also going to let all you boys know that I feel like she's putting it on as Bachelorette. And you're like, okay, if you're going to not be part of the fraternity and not be part of like all the men, don't be spilling all of those thoughts right. to the guys. Well, that's what Xavier says. Xavier's like, you know, you got to know. And that, that was the big problem with Brayden is that like he wasn't practicing like discipline in like how, when to talk about what, when, who to talk to. Like he would always, because this thing was like, he'd say all these things and they get it blown away that someone was shit talking him. And I think that's what was so confusing about Brayden was Brayden was like playing the villain, but then like being like so hurt that anyone had an issue with him. And it's like, well, dude, this is really confusing. But the one thing walking away from Brayden I felt was, he is kind of being himself. And so I could see for, sure, when, when he's saying that everyone's kind of not being themselves, I kind of get it from his perspective because he's just like this guy who just blurts out everything he thinks. And if you're yes. someone who blurts out everything you think and then you see someone not doing that, you're like, they're not being themselves, 100%. even though that's not how the world works. But he's just kind of being himself. I think that's what's making him kind of likable to people. Is it like, take it or leave it. He's just being himself. He's not playing a role of villain. It's like his actions became villainous. But then there was likability to him. This kind of this thing. So you're when you watch him, you can decide what you feel about him. So yes. my thing is like some people like him, some people don't like him. But he does seem pretty genuine in his like approach. That like For he's sure. just kind of floundering and doing it right. So that's kind of how I feel about Raiden. It's like you can make a choice about him. I think why Sean has a very unlikable energy on the show. I think he's going to be the ultimate villain. I think it's because he doesn't know who he is. Interesting. He's always doing these moves that feel like random. Like he's just kind of like this. He's kind of a sweet young guy. And then all of a sudden he just kind of tries to be like major alpha guy. And he's always doing these like alpha moves where he's like. See, I don't. Oh, no. Go he, ahead, oh, yeah. Go he's, ahead. he's always kind of like, I'm going to go over to her and tell her then make out with her. And then I'm going to go up on the couch and be like, I'm going to sit here and like tell you some stuff. Like it's almost like, you know, the joke we always talked about this dad being this like rich, powerful guy. And he's always trying to like make his dad proud. I think because of that, when you watch him, you're kind of like, I still don't know who that guy is. And he's doing these weird moves where like, he'll be randomly like insecure. And then the next moment he's like super confident and he's like, Haha, I'm the man. Like, right. It's very like, I don't even know who you are. And I think it rubs everyone a little bit the wrong way. I don't get the vibe that Sean doesn't know who he is. I think that Sean is doing like the fact that he went up and is like, let me sit next to you, Charity, and was just like, just so you know, you were perfect. And all of his words were nice, but it just felt like, okay, dude, like when you, it's like very, very much to the guy at the bar where you're like, all right, enough with the lines. I know what you're trying to do. Like, I'm trying to make sure that you know that I'm a good guy, yes. which is always sus so it's like when xavier said it to uh peter he's like just so you know i'm a really good guy i know i'm just like, and it was like i see what you're trying to do i know that everyone did this thing and i did too but like just so you know like i'm a really good guy just like, so you remember okay. that can you guys cut that but that's the thing with sean is i feel like sean is presenting oh a certain way versus brayden i do feel like obviously we saw how he was with charity and he'd be a certain way with her and then with the guys he'd be like i don't know if i believe her so there's that which you have got to keep in mind too. But that's kind of more the vibe I was getting with Sean. Now, by the way, when Brayden did bring up the whole facade commentary and was just like, oh, I guess I got to play a game, which was a kind of a crazy fourth wall break when he was like, I guess I got to just play the game. I was like, oh my gosh. But 
I felt like there's definitely truth to what he's saying yeah. where I think again for someone like him you know Brayden then can be the opposite extreme where you're like Brayden these need to be inside thoughts like you need to stop talking you don't need to share this keep that internal okay like you don't have to go tell everyone this thing yeah. but I could see with his personality where he would look at other specific people and be like you're faking it but his example with Adrian to me was so ridiculous. I was like, Brayden, you're reaching my guy. Like Adrian having a moment where he cussed and then go goes, oh, sorry. And he's like, see, you wouldn't be like, you'd be cussing way more. And it's like, you do realize that like ABC can get like charges if they cuss and it's a live thing. Like he's just trying to. It's like being on a date and, and then you go, you, you know, you think to yourself, I really don't like this person's ears. Right. <laughs> And then Braden goes, see, you're fake. You didn't look at that person and said, I hate your ugly ears. You're fake. And it's like, well, no, it's just called like discretion. It's discernment and discretion. It's discernment and discretion. Like, yes, just because you're not like on TV going, oh, shit. doesn't mean like you're fake. (laughs) No. Just because you say everything doesn't come into your brain at all times doesn't mean you're fake. That's the thing. And that's that's where he kind of like he kind of has this thing where he's like he's being honest. He's being honest. And then like he starts calling everyone else fake when it's like, no, they're just like acting like people in the real world. A thousand percent. And I think Brayden, the thing with Brayden is and listen, I've said it before. Again, charity is my queen and I am not okay with the way that he talked about her when she wasn't around and then the way that he handled just like a kissing situation and putting it on her like that was disrespectful on her end like I just I I just do not find that to be okay um but in general you know he seems like a guy who is a nice enough guy um but I do think with him it's definitely going to be a just a journey he's again He's young. We've talked about it before. You know, youth isn't always an excuse, but he is a young guy. And I think there's probably just a lot of growing up. He seems like a nice enough guy and he's obviously very charismatic. And I think Bachelor Nation will fall way more in love with him during Bachelor in Paradise. That's the vibe I'm getting. And he is very entertaining. And the thing I have always appreciated about him is that he does seem to kind of put it all out there. He just puts it all out there. He puts it all out there. He's the guy at the party that's just loud and crazy and then like some people really like that and some people are like, dude, that guy's so annoying. Yep. Like, it's, it's a just big it's kind of the, yeah, It's kind of the vibe. Which I think can happen a lot with the quote-unquote villains of the show. When you meet the quote-unquote villains of the show in real life, so many times they're just the most dynamic, lovely people and it's just because they have bigger personalities. Yeah. Um, and a quiet, chill person might be like offended by their energy, you know? 100%. So Again, a lot of that. I still have a problem with numerous of the things Obviously, that he handled yeah. and did on this show, but I think a lot of it has to do with just personality type with some of the men versus Agreed. how he was. And yeah, but we shall see if Brayden, you know, Brayden mm-hmm. maybe does some, a little more maturing and we'll see how he ends up uh, showing up on the beach and all of this. I'm very curious and very excited, to yes. be honest, to watch Brayden. How old is he, 24? Sand. I think 23 or 24. I mean, that's like. A year and a half out of college. Yeah, yeah. He's a young guy. I mean, it's a different energy. He's for a sure. young guy. But um, finishing up, just yeah. let's just talk about the rest of Brayden. Yes. Brayden's Bradening. Uh-huh. Um, he ended up having his sit down with Jesse mm-hmm. where we saw the clip from Bachelor in Paradise and he is making out with Kat Izzo. And I have to tell you, uh, somehow I'm not surprised. I kind of love it. I... 
have done a together lot of kind of feels complicated very... feelings about it. <laughs> I have I'm, many complicated feelings. Well, I mean, I love feelings. it for the sake of entertainment. I'm not saying I like think they should have babies together tomorrow. I'm just saying like I think that oh, that'll no. be entertaining and fun. I love it because it's it's similar villainous That's what I'm energy saying. and uh and he's wearing like a cool hat or something. Yeah, that hat was a choice. He's wearing very a golden fedora. Very choice. golden fedora very hat. Golden he's making fedora. out. He's he following making the out. rules. Following the rules of the golden fedora. So that's going to be wild. But also the way that he was reacting to the scene makes me feel like there's going to be drama. Yeah, he's he like was kind of cringing and, and covering cringing, his eyes. But I felt like that was he was being like playful. Maybe. I thought he was loving it. Oh no, I think he loved it. He's but like it was I didn't see him looking at it with love. It wasn't like Oh, you saw the, I didn't see the like glimmer he's a of eye. nervous, maybe. Yeah, I didn't see that glimmer in the eye of like, oh, that's my girl. No, no, no. I didn't get that. I think he's going to, I think he was kind of like cringing slash loving like, oh, I was a, like, I was crazy and it's going to be fun. Well, the people were screaming for him. They were losing it and obsessed. He kind of won be a lot of people over, I feel like. I think so, too. Um, and then he ended up having his moment with Charity when Charity ends up coming on, yeah. which, I mean, not surprised, but... The most perfect bachelorette of all time. Yeah, of she course. just came on and the way that she interacted with all the men, it was just a 10. Yeah. And I loved the way that she talked to Brayden because you could tell that it was very much like, a, I'm not going to get into it with yeah. you. I have other conversations to have. And yes, I don't regret choosing you. There was a chemistry. I'm not going to deny that I'm standing by that chemistry, but also like didn't appreciate hearing what you were saying in ITMs compared to what you were saying. And, but it is what it is. And I, it was lovely to know you and we're moving on. She, she has a way of putting things so succinctly, like a perfect sandwich, which I don't have. I'm like ramble, Same. ramble, ramble. Shot, like, it's crazy to think. You're like, okay, <laughs> we don't have, this is not a five hour show. She's able to just like, like just make a point and wrap it so well because I felt like there was so much power in the way that she was like, nice to know you. I had chemistry with you. Glad I met, or an honor to have met you. Yes. But, I did waste time on you. Goodbye. Yeah. Like it was perfect. It was so gentle, but yet like, no, here's my moment to say, didn't appreciate it. Because even when we ended up having that moment where we found out he didn't apparently say class, which is crazy. Which You have to make I, a verbal apology for because you, I was I, like, I don't think I heard it. And you were like, I, I heard it. <laughs> There must have been some sort of what? What do they, what do they call that when um, it's the Mandela effect. Mandela effect? There must have been a Mandela effect because Bernstein, I was, Bernstein. Yeah, exactly. I was completely convinced he had said it, and so the fact that they looked at it and couldn't find it was like also the audience possible? was like, "Yes, Everyone you said was like, it." Yes. So apparently, they let us know that the tapes have not shown that Braden used the term "classless." So apologies to saying that he did, if apparently he didn't. But the point of the matter is, he was saying she was being disrespectful. She he was making it about her instead of making it about the fact that he doesn't like the way that production is handling certain things going on, whatever. But I loved that she was like, okay, regardless of if that was said or not, yeah. if the term "classless" was used or not. I don't appreciate what was said mm -hmm. and nice best of luck. Mm -hmm. Nice knowing you. Lovely guy. It was handled perfectly. Go, go on your way and be well. Agreed. So I felt like it was gracious and sweet between the two of them. They kind of were like shake hands, but also she was like, I'm not saying that I yeah. didn't notice and yeah. you know, whatever. So I loved it. Anywho. So that was the Braden yeah. of, of everything. Now the major random T random 
in the middle of everything was when all of a sudden the men were talking about Sean and how Sean had had moments of bugging them. And all of a sudden, Sean's talking about how I was coming off of the Barbie date and everyone was having such a great time and dancing and partying. So I just thought that energy was still going. And so when I walked back into that room, I thought everybody would be dancing and partying still too. And all of a sudden, a gentleman in the back who I vaguely recognized, didn't remember his name was Peter, but goes, whoa, 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 whoa. And the guys snap at this man, Caleb the wrestler, which I did not like, all of a sudden goes, oh, who are you? Oh, wait a second. It's that guy from night one. And he starts applauding him and like mocking him. And I'm like, what is happening right now? This is so awkward. Jesse then asks for the tea to be spilt. It's like, why are you here? Basically, was like the question. He's like, you're here for a reason. Let's talk about this. We find out that this gentleman, Peter, who was there for the first night and then got dismissed after night one. And I remember him. I remember him going up to the bar and talking to Nehemiah for a minute. Okay. This man ended up finding out after a Zoom call with all the cast members once the show was done filming, Braden ended up spilling the beans and letting him know that a lot of the men were in their cast photos for night one, putting the initials FP at the bottom of their caption to stand for fuck Peter. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. I mean, yeah. this is the most schoolyard bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Like a group of grown adults are going to be like, you know, what would be so funny is if we had this inside joke that we put at that we put FP at the end of all of our captions to stand for fuck Peter because we hate that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what in God's name is going on? I thought about it and I, and I, and I was, it was, it was interesting. Cause at first I was like, I'm, I'm missing something. You know what I mean? And I think we are missing something because what I'm getting from this guy, this random guy is that he went on, obviously the, the, the accusation is that he went on just for clout right away and followers right. and monetization. Da, 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 da. But what's confusing to me is that, Caleb's saying, like, you told us to fuck off. Everybody said Xavier was the only one that said that's not what happened. But Caleb is saying this guy came out of nowhere and saying told everyone to fuck off. No, he said he he like wouldn't acknowledge anybody. Right. But he said those words. And then John's biggest complaint was that he sat next to him and said, so who's, uh, you know, so who's here for the wrong reasons? So and then Aaron was like, you're a bitch. He's saying all this stuff. Aaron's like, no, Aaron's I know where you're shaking. a bitch. Aaron's shaking. He's so mad. He like, you could see his lips almost quivering. He's so mad at this guy that he went on and he was like trying to get money and he was talking about brand deals and shit like that. What I'm so confused by is even if that was the case, even if this guy clearly came on for clout and was just immediately using it for that and like no one liked him, what made them so angry like i feel like there's there's a 
an integral part of the difference between being like this guy's annoying versus like we hate him. And then let's post a unified front with initials anti this guy. There must be some footage that they're burying. I mean, but of why this would they bury saying that? Saying crazy stuff because no, I I don't think so. No, or, there's no, no, there's no way it got out of hand because I'm going. I think it got out of because hand because I'm going like even Aaron was so mad. You're a bitch, and then and then but Caleb's also, so mad, and John, who's like a very level headed guy, is like, dude, listen, you would night one, and I'm going like, what is going on here? Okay, this is my guess because it's like way more rage than they're expressing towards like. Like it was equal. It was equal to more rage than Aaron and Sean. It was more rage than both you mean, of those uh, guys. You mean Braden and Sean? Sorry, Braden and Sean. Yeah. It was more rage than anything else on the show was about this guy. Right, and right. He was right. there for twenty minutes. Now I will say there was a moment where JP was like, when he was talking to Braden, he's like, "I've never seen guys more angry chasing a car over what happened." And then sure. Braden was like, "By the way, there was no driver when that was Aaron B was telling him to, to step on it." He's Can like, you imagine? No. Take that out for a second. Aaron B's yelling at no one to go step on the gas. It's funny. That is weird. It's That's weird. kind of performative. Too, it is. You know it's a little like, where you're like, okay, like, okay behind the scenes, yeah. behind the cameras. Um, I okay. This is what I think because I think if Peter was such a dick on night one, there's no way they wouldn't have shown that. They 100% would have shown if exactly. he was being such an asshole. Right, if he's saying crazy shit all the time, they would have been like, they, they would have just super it. cut of this guy. Yeah, there's no way. They would have 100% shown it. They had time. There was enough time. And I know that they wanted to have like the whole Braden storyline going, but you could have had both. You really could have. Um, what I think happened is, I'll say this, night one, I remember Peter and I remember saying to you, I don't like the vibe. The way that he was talking sure. at the bar with Nehemiah, the whole energy, I was like, I'm not a fan. So I totally can under get the vibe that he had an energy. So we rubbed people the wrong way. He of rubbed course. people the wrong way, night one. I think what happened is that it became an inside joke with the guys. After the first night, they were like, they don't know each other, right? So they start bonding over the hatred of an individual. Sure, and they're like, that one guy, yeah, thank God Peter's gone. And one guy goes, yeah, fuck Peter. And then they're like, oh, fuck Peter, bro. And they're like, we should do a post. And, and just then throw they it just keep talking about it throughout the past, all, all the weeks on um, when they're traveling. They'd be like, well, at least, you know, fuck Peter isn't here. And they're like, fuck Peter, blah. And they were like probably writing it on random things. On their notebook. FP. And then one time someone writes FP or does the sign. And then it became a whole shtick. It, it, it got out of control over time. That had probably actually then nothing to do with that guy. Yeah. And then it became a whole kind of just mean shtick. But then I think the rage came from the fact that Peter then found out and was hurt, understandably so, like, you guys don't even know me. Why? Like a why? unified like, front why on do you social guys media hate against me, me so much that then he, I don't know if this happened or not. So people let me know that I wasn't following him. I bet this ended up coming out somehow and I just didn't see it that maybe on social media he was posting and because he made some comment where he was like, everyone from my church was seeing it. My family was seeing it. So I think all of a sudden some of these guys who have had, you know, nice guy edits on the show are then pissed because they're like, you're making us look bad. A hundred percent. And I think that's where the rage came from. Mm. That's my guess. I could be so wrong, but I do feel like if this guy was just the worst night one, now maybe he's been, 
he sucked behind the scenes since. But when even Aaron S. was bringing up like on the Zoom call, you were the first to ask about getting money out of this. I'm kind of like, yeah, well, he left. I mean, he's probably like, let's I mean, whatever. So many people are there to get brand deals and, and clout and whatever. And then he's like, you guys, you made a joke about thanks, guys. I'm just going to make a shirt with FP. And they were all mad about that. I'm like, that seems like a way that someone can try to just like brush off their shoulder something that's really mean. Mm -hmm. And I think the Aaron S's of the world were like, you're making, and the Caleb's of the world were like, you're making me look look bad. bad. Like we're mean, like we're mean guys. Crazy. And so confusing to me. I was like, what am I missing here? Listen, this is my bottom line. I wasn't seeing a lot of conversation about this online. It was so shocking it blew to me. my mind. I'm like, where is the like, because I don't get it. I was mad watching this. I was very, I was disappointed. Well, like, even if you didn't like him, let's say he's a bad guy. Let's say he's had a bunch of bad shit. Like all that. You, it's bully mentality to go that's to what FP. I'm saying. Like, once you're an FP, you're in the bully group. You bully the kid. Like that's a bully move. That's man. what I'm saying. And I, so I was very disappointed because I was like, I totally get someone being the worst and being like, I can't stand that guy. But like you said, having FP on public posts, you're making, having group chat. It's mean. Okay. Even if the guy sucked, it's not nice. And unless you're going to come out and say these crazy things that he's like, he did this, 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 and this, then we can have another conversation. But like whatever your guys' take on was, it was like you didn't like him. Especially if there's no hard evidence of anything. Like there was not an actual thing that he did. It wasn't like, oh, FP because he punched, punched our friend fa- yeah, yeah, yeah. in the face and it was like a thing. And it's like, at least there's like, okay, you're bullying the bully. But it's like, everyone's evidence was like, you're trying to make money on the show and we're talking about brand deals and that's annoying to us. And it's like, so confusing. Like no one had a good example of like, this guy deserves to be publicly disgraced. I'm and, like, and let me say something, what? everybody. When Xavier was like, well, he wouldn't have known about it if Brayden wouldn't have said something. And then they were all like annoyed at Brayden. Okay, I got to say something, everybody. Brayden put FP on his post. So he is found guilty in the person participating in the crew. But I got to let you know, I was like, I appreciate Brayden telling him. Because yeah, at least like you have the chance to do the right thing. And so you did the right thing, even if it yeah, hurt you. You, you. You made the mistake and you put it out there. But then at least... You, he Braden was the one who was like, "Hey, dude, just FYI, this is what's going on." Yeah, and I had to shout out Braden and appreciate Braden in that. Yeah, because it made him look bad too. Obviously, that's what I'm so, saying. He yeah. was, he participated in it, so he knew that he was going to end up then looking bad, but he still let Peter know. No. And I had to give a shout out to Braden. So yeah, I was literally like, I was disappointed, and I could not believe. Now. Is, also weird for him to come on the show and just be the like now like is, why wouldn't you just no not, like, if i was if i was peter i would have not come on the show question mark question mark question mark was he on the beach was he horrendous on the beach and so now are they trying to act like maybe that's why maybe that's why there's Aaron so S much vitriol there because it's like hey you sucked on the beach was he so the worst you. on the beach that's what that's what i was saying there's more to this because it felt like the anger was far more than what they were bringing up what they were bringing up was a guy who was kind of annoying night one and that yet their rage was like, but could far you see more. though that there's a potential that that rage yes. is like, you're making us look like mean guys. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But still they yeah. were doing that before, like to go out on a limb and post it. It's one thing that in a group text, be like FP, 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 to put it but to online. put it online and risk it getting out. That is such a wild. That means move. you really got to hate someone. 
So that's kind of what I'm saying is like, there's got to be something more. Maybe there's some beach stuff. Maybe there's some side stuff that happened because I'm like, you going online, putting it online, risking getting exposed. And your only excuse is like that on a Zoom meeting, he was asking about brand deals. Yeah. I'm going, what are yeah, we missing Yeah, I was going to say, unless I find out, if, if I find out that Peter did some heinous things, then I, I'll be I'll be eating my words. Of course. But like in general, from what we know now. I did not see people talking about this online. I was shocked because I found it to be very disappointing. And I and as much as, you know, this guy might be really like not nice and rub people the wrong way and kind of be the worst. Maybe it's still just with me. the evidence given so far. It's very disjointed and weird. Honestly. Yeah. Anywho, um, another moment that really stood out to me was when all of a sudden we found out that Ca- Captain Tom from the Bayou yep. was indeed in the audience. I have never been tickled more in my life because he's by himself too. He's he just is, like he's, all, he's just by himself in the crowd. There is nothing that brings me more joy than knowing that there was a call put into Captain Tom by the Bachelor, and they were like, "We want to fly you to Los Angeles for the filming of the Men Tell All, and you're going to have a moment where you have a rose." And I just had this. The second I saw him, it was like I saw just a slideshow in my head of Captain Tom as the getting... next bachelor. Sure. I mean, maybe that's why he's <laughs> out here. Down. He's like, he just, he's just driving his ship, you know, he's doing tours 24 seven. And that's like a part of the thing. He's like, I'm not going to quit my job because he, why would I do that? Why would I quit my job? He's like, I'm not going to quit my job, but you can keep filming me. I'll go on dates while I'm working. Is chastity available. <laughs> what do you call and they're like, well, that's not and her Charity's name. like, okay, well. Oh, okay, Charity, now Chastity. He went back to Chastity, I think, too. He, like, he did, did it again. But I just saw a slideshow, just a gorgeous slideshow in my brain of Captain Tom getting the call and then being like, we're going to pay for your round-trip ticket to Los Angeles. And I just pictured Captain Tom just coming out alone. Captain Tom at Disneyland. Captain Tom, Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's in one of those tour buses that cruise around like Hollywood. Captain Tom, looking for the stars' homes. Captain Tom, by the Hollywood sign. He starts like a vlog channel on YouTube. I need it. I need an Instagram of him taking selfies, like, you know, him on, like, him on Thunder Mountain at Disneyland. I'm the Magic Castle in Hollywood. (laughs) I just loved it. Yeah. And he ended up giving his rose to Sean. And, um, you know, Sean was excited to have another moment in the sun. Exactly. Um, which, by the way, a moment for Tanner. I love Tanner. I love Tanner, too. I Poor guy. I love Tanner. I just don't, like we talked about, it, I just don't think this is his venue. I really hope he's on the beach. Yeah. I, feel I think like he would do well. He will be very desirable mm-hmm. and desired on the beach. I agree. And so I really hope that we see him on the beach. Mm-hmm. I also had a feeling like he might be on the beach because of the way that he again referred to Sean was how annoyed he was with Sean. Yeah. I was like, is there yeah. something that happened? I hope so. God, I I'm feel it in my the bones. Beach. The beach is the best. I feel it in my bones. I do beach. <laughs> if you saw the Barbie movie, I do beach. He's like, are you a lifeguard? He's like, no, I just beach. That was that was so funny. If you guys saw that, we saw the Barbie movie. Barbie movie recently, and it's very funny. God, it's so good. I beach. It's It's like you can't even do beach here (laughs) because he goes to the real world. He tries to be a lifeguard. He's like, no, no, I just do beach. And he's like, God, that movie was so funny. It was so powerful, emotional. It was was everything. Really good. Okay. Um. Okay. But then charity. Oh, then we have the conversation. (laughs) Then we have Xavier come out. And Xavier has his one-on-one with Jesse. Now, yeah. Xavier seems on edge. 
Xavier yeah. seems stressed. He was heavy-hearted. Heavy-hearted, nervous, on edge. Yeah. And basically comes out and says that he said the wrong things. Yeah. Like, that he had an intention of letting her know that, like, she was his priority, but he put things the wrong way, you know, ended up having word vomit or something that yeah. he put his foot in his mouth and it was not intentional. Gave her a crocheted rose. Did he give her a crocheted rose at the end where she was just like... She was clearly like not into it. She didn't She's feel like, can it. we not do this whole thing right now? Can we just say thank you for coming? Can we just... We wrapped it up. All good. Bye. Not make this like a... Because what's a crochet rose do? I mean, like, no offense, but that weirded me out too. I was kind of like, it's over. Right. And so for closure, you're giving her a no, gift? No, I understand. I'm kind of like, what is I this? understand the... the the you know there are hard feelings between us and this is my moment of being like hey sure. i'm really sorry but then from her perspective if i was charity i'd feel a little bit like don't try to like win the public back it, right that's now that's what it felt like because that's what it felt like when he was doing the thing before too when he was talking about peter and he's like by the way uh i'm so sorry we did that i'm a really good guy and then he came on he kind of was in this thing <clears throat> i felt even worse about it watching it again you mean when you when we saw the when playback? When we saw the playback, I was I like, God, that's even worse than I remember. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Like him literally telling her the night before they're going to meet families. Or no, was it after families? After It families. was the night of the families. After you just met my family. By the way, your biggest fear, what I've done. And I've held it. Because she and she said what I said, which was if she knew about it, he wouldn't have gotten as far. 100%. Now, we also saw in the playback where they had their very first date together and she, she literally said my biggest fear is infidelity and he's like totally wow and he's like well i would always be honest to you exactly. and i was like bro that was so, your opportunity like and so now watching that i'm like oh my god if i was in charity shoes i'd be like i literally said to you infidelity yes. and you said that you were an honest guy and then you waited three extra episodes exactly exactly so it's like you know to be honest with you it was just a really bad look. And then him, while he's talking to her, being like, well, you know, I don't know if I can say no to cheating unless I really know you're special. And it was just like, this is so then, much worse well, than you're making it. And the conversation between like, well, marriage is one thing versus dating. And I was like, I'm no, just, it's not. If I'm just dating you, I might cheat on you all the time. But like, if we just get married, like, I got to see more. It just got like, no, so. No, marriage and dating. This is a, this is a <clears throat> commitment that you're making regardless. And then he, and then, you know, they even decipher between like the, oh, do I need to see more means sex? Like, even if that's not the case, just saying like, in order for me to not cheat on you, I need to see more in any capacity. It just got weird. Yeah. And it's so weird because he seems like such a good guy, but there's this weird thing with this like cheating situation where it's like, how is he not seeing how I think that like I think that you bizarre know, this I is. believe that you can have a person there's or there's somebody who just needs to have some serious growth and maturity and right. change. <clears throat> and I think that, I mean, there was the comment that he made where he said, I was so torn up about this that I had to go to therapy. <laughs> and then he was like, and realize that I need therapy to discuss why I have these blocks in hopes that I can have a long-term relationship. And I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, happy for him yeah. that this led to him going to therapy because as we remember charity was like how are you changing and doing the work and he's like i'm just thinking about it introspective and i remember sitting there watching it going i feel like you probably should do therapy yeah and now he's in therapy so that i is denounce cheating <laughs> that's what he says cheating. i denounce cheating so just so you all know it's like, i, I denounce <clears throat> cheating it's like i denounce the, the devil. name of the lord in the name of the lord cheating is bad i denounce cheating 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 i do not like it i do like hoping they'll clip one of those things and like like he denounces cheating like it's a 
again, that was another thing too. It was like, guys, I know this is controversial, but I denounced cheating. Everyone's like, yeah, duh. Yeah, we sure like, hope thanks so. for the bravery there. Like it was just, I don't know. He, no, he was trying to dig himself out of the hole. And I think at the end of the but day, I'm just saying, I'm happy that he's in therapy. Yes, of course. You know, I think that he, you know, we can all change and grow and all of this. But I will say before charity came out, it was very much like a, I didn't mean to say that I meant something else. And then I loved when Miss Charity Lawson came out, our queen, our goddess came out and was like, nope, we're not doing that. Yeah. She was incredible. She came out and she stood. She stood in the truth where she was like, hey, you know what? I hear what you're saying, but let's be real about what happened. Yeah. You told me way too late. You would have been gone weeks before you knew how I felt about this. And now you're going to start doing this whole story about the fact that, you know, you were nervous because you have this thing about not knowing if you're receiving love and you had told me that you were falling in love with me and then you didn't hear it from me. So that's what triggered you. But then let's be real. You're going to now play that story. Let's talk about what they didn't air, which is when I said specifically to you, is it because I haven't said I love you back? Yeah. And you said no. So maybe that's the truth. Maybe that is what triggered him. But then it, he wasn't honest with her when she brought that up to him. And she gave him so many opportunities. Yeah. And I was just obsessed with the way that she handled the entire yeah. thing per usual, where she was not going to go, okay, yeah, okay, okay, I hear you. That, that oh, All right, yeah, you, you put your foot in your mouth and you meant to say that. She was like, no, let's not let's not taint this let's not forget what happened and more of the behind the scenes and and clearly xavier's not on the beach because he's talking about how he thought about it every day and this that and the other so I mean, maybe he was on I mean, the maybe, beach and it didn't crazy, work out but he i know, mean maybe he was and he didn't, possible, he didn't or maybe he did walk away with somebody i wouldn't be surprised now that when we what we know of he's Xavier. Like, i'm so sorry about this here's my rose anyway here's my wife and he's like what or like the fact that maybe he met someone on the beach yeah but he, i wouldn't be surprised if he was like yeah i was still thinking about charity every single day that's true I I, yeah, I just we'll see we'll see but I just I just was absolutely love the way she handled it and I felt like charity simultaneously which she does so well she has such a gift at it um, and it really is a gift because I don't know many people who can do this where she simultaneously spoke truth and was like nope did the full charity loss in 2023 we're not going to do this thing and still held space yeah for him while he was sharing that he was hurting and that he wants to show that he is that faithful man. And she wasn't like, no, you're not. And this is why she was like, she held that space for him and was like, I hope that for you. Yeah. But I'm also not going to be like, no, yeah, you didn't say that. It was pretty powerful to me. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. God, I love her. But then, you know, they ended up hugging and they had a, a nice rap to their their relationship and which made me feel like too that she's in love elsewhere Mm. it made me feel Mm. good about it we will see we will see and then we have our legacies come out do you mind turning the air on by the way i'm dying and while you turn the air on i will talk about our legacy (laughs) family we had trista um we had trista desiree and deanna three of our past bachelorettes come out on stage and support our lead charity and I thought that this moment was so good because we've had so many leads come out previously before and I love when the past leads come out but this moment felt really special because I felt like sometimes the host in the past has um, tried to 
continue to run the show. And I shout out to JP. I felt like as soon as our bachelorettes came out, he didn't say a word and he just let it feel like an organic conversation where they were supporting charity and charity was asking them questions. And we heard, we got a little moment from their past episodes with the engagements and the weddings. And then Deanna was talking about our kids and divorce. I just loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Very supportive, very handing of the uh, scepter. Yes. You know, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was was so great. Um, And then we had the moment where Jerry, Gary Turner, GGT came out, GGT came out. Let me make something clear to you, family. When they showed the preview before GGT came out, Evan and I were both crying. It was so powerful. I had no idea. And he was just so real. And like, I don't know. I like he, there, there was no, I'm here to start my acting career. You know, he didn't have just even a moment of like what was going on. He clearly was set up by his daughters and was just like, sure. And I don't know. And then the rawness of his, his love for his, his wife was insane. And then the tragedy, I mean, it's just like, Oh my gosh. Like we were both crying and then both, it was actually kind of embarrassing. Now that I think about it, you and I both started clapping when he we walked clapped. out like organically. organically. We were like, we were like trying to do a thing. No, you and I just were crying alone. And then when he walked out on stage, we alone in our living room started clapping and we're so excited. He like just, he just deserves it. I think that's what it is. It's like, Yes. To be honest with you, none of these 24-year-old guys <laughs> deserve any of this shit. But it's like, they just go out there and they have fun. But they don't deserve true love right now. Like, they're insane. <laughs> but, like, this guy deserves somebody. You know what I mean? Like, he's earned it. He is. He must be protected at all costs. He is a wonderful, lovely person. Yeah. Who we also, in that preview, the preview was so wonderful because we got to see this raw side where yeah. he shared his story. But we also <clears> then saw... That he's really funny. Yeah. He was talking about Helen Mirren. He's like, I sure hope that Helen Mirren decides that she really wants to be on The Golden Bachelor. Yeah. And then when he was practicing handing out the roses and he was like, Gertrude. Yeah. Eunice. He's, pl- he's playing into the, the old older guy uh, vibe. Yeah. He, he is so lovely. And there was that photo of him um, when him and his wife, Tony, were young. And you see him with these like Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. And I don't know. His energy is just playful and kind. And like you said, it feels so genuine that I was cheering in a way that I have not cheered in a long time. One issue, though, I see. Oh, no. Not with him. He lives in the middle of nowhere by a lake. Yeah. It's a lot. If that's his dream house and he wants to stay there. Yeah. Whoever he meets is going to have to be cool with moving to the middle of nowhere. That's very like they true. They even said, like, it was like I don't know how they found me. I'm in the middle of nowhere. That means That's he's true. really in the middle of nowhere. That's very true. And a lot so of the women who So he might meet some, like, amazing woman who's like, but I want to live, like, in the city and have fun with my friends and, like, me and all my kids. And they're like, no, no, you're, you're moving out to the wilderness. And I hope like, they hooked him up and they ended up choosing women who auditioned who, like, live near him right. in some way. Like, that it's not... Because if you're, like, 65 and got grandkids, you're not, like, wanting to, like, move away that's to the really woods true. and you want to see your kids and the grandkids. So that's the only real issue I'm seeing here. It was, like, if he lived in, like, Chicago, it'd be, like, okay. But, like, middle of nowhere? 
I don't know. That's true. I had all of a sudden this crazy like thought when I was watching him and just like crying and loving it that I'm like, we haven't seen any of the women who are going to be on this season yet. And I had this thought of what if all of a sudden we're all like, oh, the Golden Bachelor. And then fucking ABC ends up using all these like 35 year old women. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, they're like midlife sick. crisis incoming and they're all 33 and you're like, and we're all true. We're like, yes, Jerry Gary Turner. He's 71. He's looking for true love. And all of a sudden, everyone out of the limo is 35. And he was like, well, that's what I said I was looking for. Oh, that would be amazing. He's like, I said the oldest I'll go is 33. And all of us are back and we've been crying and cheering. We're like, yes, yes, Jerry Gary Turner. And oh, then it's just all women my age. And then the picture's just him like in a jacuzzi <laughs> with a bunch of 30-year-olds being like finally get to live my paradise you know what i mean like oh my gosh she's on the beach he's like ladies and they're like ew <laughs> that would be insane he becomes this big player but he's like he just seems like the loveliest guy and there were so many moments where you know when jesse palmer was like give me your wisdom you know all these yeah. things which we're going to be getting a lot of i'm sure from sure. jp through uh jerry gary turner's season so he's like what's your piece of advice which i love by the way when they're when jp's like hey guys do you have any advice for ggt i'm like what they're like yeah dude if you want to <laughs> do if you like they'd be like yeah dude the, the quickest cure for a hangover is just to have another beer and he's like thank you fellows i so appreciate you all so much you all i just want to be i mean what a gracious man one of my most favorite things he's got like that he's got like a radio voice <laughs> he does have a radio I, voice one of my most favorite things about coming on this show he's so, he's so sweet but I'm no excited. he was so gracious i mean because if i was ggt I would have been like, no, I'm fine. I do not yeah. need any advice from these fucking 22-year-olds. Thank you, frat men. I'm good. <laughs> which I did appreciate then. I would never then, let any of you date my daughters. Which I appreciate then Brayden being like, you know, you've already found the love of yeah. your life. So, like, you're you're good, you know. And then Aaron goes, yeah, say what he said. <laughs> he just jumped in louder and said the exact same thing. He's like, you already done it, man. You're the best. You got it, man. Whatever, whatever Brayden said is what I said. <laughs> but when GGT then was like... You know, my biggest suggestion or my biggest piece of advice is look at your partner every day and tell them that you love them because yeah. what I would give to be able to say that one more time, like oh it was so beautiful. Evan and I literally looked over at each other and we're like, I love you. And it us. was a good moment. And I'm like, I'm really looking forward to that during this season. Yeah. And then when he talked about, you know, they're making it a shtick now. They're like, he's old. So fantasy sweets, huh? It's like not like older people don't enjoy intimacy okay let's not don't like that break your, don't break your legs when you're trying to have yeah, sex I'm like, old man I'm like you guys why are you making this such a shtick it's like older people have sex um but i love then that jerry gary was like it me for sure we're gonna have fantasy suites but like it might look different and you know it's gonna take a while for us to get there and if they're comfortable and i'm like okay consensual king but then my just to wrap it too i just love that at the very end where jesse was like do you think that you can find great love twice and i love what he said where he was like it's gonna be different yeah and i'm looking for something different in my 70s now than when i was in high school or my early 20s and it's never gonna be like tony sure of course and it's just gonna be a different love and when he oh also when he said in the um 
trailer beforehand yeah where he's like he's looking to be able to lie, lie down next to someone at nighttime without saying a word and then just feeling you there that's love and started crying i was You're out like, i was sobbing i was just yeah. like but i'm just so excited because i think this show this season is going to be so much fun and it's going to be it's going to be dramatic yeah. but i think there's also going to be so many nuggets because we are dealing with people who are older than yeah. you know us for example of wisdom and that moment where then we were able to look at each other and be like i love you and it's such a good reminder yeah. i think it's going to be so powerful and he is an angel and i cannot wait mm. I'm excited. I cannot wait. But then we got a preview and for Charity's final episode, which tune in next week for the finale recap, where again, we're going to be finding out who the next Bachelor is too and find out who Charity chooses. But it looks like it's going to be tense. Like she does not know who it's going to be, which is so wild. I genuinely have no idea who she's going to choose. Again, I feel this whole season like it has to be Dotton, right? But she seems so in love with joey yeah. and then we get clips of her calling in her mom that i was obsessed with where mama is like no you need to choose yeah. like that is on you i know you want my opinion this is on you I- i'm just so excited i cannot wait it's gonna be awesome i like that there's tension here but cannot wait so tune yes. in next week as we cover that and find out all of the biz um should we do a quick call home absolutely let's do it Okay, I'm finally working up the courage to call home. So, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Lee. Hi, Ember. Hi, Ashley. (laughs) And Arthur. My question, as brief as possible, but I want to give you a little backstory. So, I am 31 years old. I'm from the Pacific Northwest, but I live in the Chicago area while my partner finishes up his doctorate. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm finishing my bachelor's in environmental science online, so I can live anywhere with decent internet. My partner just got into a med school in Arizona, and unless he gets in somewhere else like Washington, Oregon, or California, that's where we're going to be moving in the next year. And I've been really unhappy in the Midwest, and I Mm. miss my friends in the wilderness. I feel proud of his accomplishments, and I fully support him. He and I, we, we will have been together for seven years on Halloween, and we plan on getting engaged this year, and um, I'm, you know, he's the person I've chosen, and he's chosen me, and we love each other. That being said, I feel like I've lost my identity for the past two years that we've lived out here. <sighs> yeah. I've struggled and failed to make new friends or to even find like-minded people, and this is even cause some tension in my relationship too you know it's it's hard when one person in the relationship is you know depressed so there's so much I want to accomplish in my life including things I feel like I should accomplish before having children which we've talked about trying to do in the next year or two so in the fall I'm taking a train trip alone for 48 hours from Chicago to Portland as a solo adventure but other than looking forward to that trip I feel stagnant stagnant and I do that every year on my birthday I'll do like a backpacking trip or some big adventure um, Love that. which is, that is something cool. great to look forward to but like when it comes to just my day-to-day life I I feel disappointed I feel mm-hmm. like I'm wasting my life I know a big part of the issue is that I'm lacking confidence um, so here's here's my question do you have advice for someone my age in my position 
that feels like they've lost their zest for life and their confidence. Love you guys. And thank you for listening to me. Oh, love you. Um, Mojo. What? Getting your mojo back. <laughs> Getting your mojo back. I First of all, thank you so much for sending in this question because yeah. I feel like this is something that so many people, like you're not alone. I think so many people feel this way. Um, and I think it's also something that like doesn't necessarily change with age. Evan and I have been talking about it recently again where I'm like, I'm ready to maybe relocate um, where we live mm-hmm. or shift something like when you start to feel that way. So I, I really appreciate you sending in this question. Um, okay. Initial thoughts. I know you said you absolutely adore your partner, that you all have been together for a long time and that you're planning on continuing to be together for forever. Um, but I think that it is extremely important, extremely important to start having this conversation with your partner. Um, you feel unhappy where you're currently at and you feel lonely. And I think a lot of that is probably why you are feeling the lack of zest for life, as you put it right now. I think that can be due to location if you don't feel settled. And I think that that's an important conversation that you need to have with your partner, because even if there are moments where you're talking with your partner or where your partner might be like, hey, we'll relocate sometime soon. I think the conversation needs to be very clear of like, when is that going to happen? Is that for sure going to happen? Because I think that that is something in a relationship. And we've experienced that firsthand where when you're in a location that you that doesn't feel right for you, there can be bitterness that is built up when you feel like you are simply just there for your partner. I think, again, in relationship sacrifice and all of that is is a great thing. But if you're feeling like I can't get out of this rut in this location, I think that it's really important that you are happy as well, like where you're at. Mm. So I think that communicating is going to be something that's really important because I a hundred percent feel like, you know, there's a place where you can find balance and you can find a, a space where you feel comfortable with what your partner says and how they feel moving forward, but then they know how you're feeling. So I don't know when you're talking about having these like 48 hour excursions alone I think that's so fabulous I think that's so cool it's such a great idea and I think that's also like it takes a lot of bravery and courage to like be out there alone and put yourself out there and I just think that that's amazing and I would encourage you to continue to do more of those and and try to seek your passion in that way but I also think that there might be an element too of like if you don't feel happy where you're living that maybe your partner Um, If you had that conversation, we're super vulnerable about feeling really stagnant that your partner might be like, you know what? Same. Let's talk about a year plan to I know I have my job situation and like all of this, but let's talk about a year plan to like get out and go somewhere else. If maybe you guys haven't talked about that yet. Yeah. So I I know I'm rambling, but those are just my initial thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. I'm always going to come at it from just like a real like practical dad. practical dad <laughs> vibe. But I'm just like, listen, if you've committed to this, he's going to he's going to, you know, medical school or whatever his residency or whatever it is. And you're you're kind of here and you're not feeling super happy. I just think you got to do 
and stop thinking. Mm. The more you're sitting there thinking about everything, it's going to drive you crazy. Just start doing stuff. Like if you're like, oh, I want to accomplish this, this, and this, start doing it. If you're like, oh, I really want to write a book or whatever. I want to write a book. Okay, then get, take some writing classes. Get in like a writing group. Get in a book club. Like socialize your hobby. You know what I mean? Make connections. Like go try. If you're Like you said, I miss the wilderness. Well, I know there's some wilderness in Arizona. It's not quite like maybe the wilderness where you're from or whatever but like maybe there's like trail hiking groups maybe there's like some cool i don't even know but i'm just saying start doing research on like getting out and doing stuff and you're yeah. gonna find there's gonna be a lot of failure there's gonna be things like that's group suck that wasn't fun but then there's gonna be, you're gonna might find something you're like oh acting class who knows what it is but the more that you just go out and do the more that you'll spend less time thinking about what's bothering you totally and you might find something new and a group of friends that is new that you didn't expect and now you're like i can't i want to stay here forever because i have this amazing friend group i have this awesome hobby Mm -hmm. i started a new job who knows what and that takes so much bravery and courage to do which but like when you say that i'm like oh my gosh that sounds so intimidating to me but you clearly have when when you're out there taking train trips alone for 48 hours you've got that so yeah just keep doing more of that i guess yeah but like invest locally in your ideas you know like at the end of the day that backpacking trip is fun but it is kind of a band-aid you're gonna have to come back to your reality you're gonna have to come back to your life so work on making your life the thing that you don't feel like you need to leave you know totally. what I mean? don't make it like that's a nice fun adventure but it's not like i need to escape this my world like make do your best to kind of start working on cultivating you know know that it's not gonna happen right away you're not gonna make all the friends in a week you're not gonna it's, it, know that it's, it's gonna take time but just relax in experimentation but i also think too something that you can think about is if you feel like because you're not happy with the location that yeah. you're in and i know you adore your partner but if you're like i don't feel satisfied or good here there is an option where you could like you said because your work is remote and you can do it anywhere that you have good internet um you could go away for a while you could contact a friend and see if you could maybe even couch surf back where you used to live like and take a week with this friend a week with this friend like you could go away for a month and go back to where you were and i know you're going to be then away from your partner but you could be there for a month and you guys could do like long distance and if all of a sudden you're there and you're like i'm so much happier here then that's a conversation you can have with your partner. And I know you're supporting your partner, but that's also then something I think that is important to talk about because it's your life too. And I think then that's then, you know, more specific communication than you can dive into where you can tell your partner, like, I am not happy here. I'm happy here. Is there any way that this could eventually happen? Or, you know, maybe for right now, we do part of our relationship long distance. Like maybe you are able to go somewhere else every couple weeks. You know what I mean? Like, I think there are ways and it's not easy. It takes a lot of tenacity and, and it's a lot of effort, but I think at this time in your life, there's so much amazing life to live and you don't want to, um, you know, waste those moments when you're Mm. younger that are so amazing. Totally. Totally. Where you can soak it up. So I'm like, yeah, dive in, soak it up. Yeah. But well, good I luck. hope any of that made sense. What I said, I feel like I was a little in my six days. No, you were just empathizing. I think that's important. You know what I mean? And so I think you got it. You got it. You'll find it. Just, yeah. But just don't like, yeah, don't just don't write it off right away. Give it a, give it a real go. See what you find. 
Yeah. You know, we well, love sending you, guys. you love. Thank you for being with us in our illness. We help us. As we are, we're, we're almost out. We're, we're going to be good. Out. Yeah. Even, tomorrow will be better. great. We'll be great. We'll be great. <laughs> and we will see you guys next week. Have an amazing week. We we'll love you. We'll see you all next week. Kisses and hugs. Bye. Bye.